Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to episode 13 of the Spider Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Noah Goldberg of ESPN Richmond, and today we have on a very special guest, and that's Connor Crabtree. Connor's going to be a rising uh, redshirt sophomore for the Richmond Spiders. He transferred in from Tulane after his freshman season when uh, coach Mike Dunleavy Sr. was fired. Uh, we have no Austin on the show today. Austin has been uh, busy getting ready, uh, heading, actually heading, could be heading back to work pretty soon, hopefully. Um, which would be really great to hear. So um, he's going to hop on. He'll be back on next week for episode 14. Hoping to get that out probably the following Monday. Um, but in the meantime, listen to me and Connor chop a little bit about uh, him and the team heading back to campus uh, this week or next week. Um, what this fall might look like, the different uh, possibilities, some recruiting, and a lot more. So stay tuned. Connor, thank you for coming on the uh, Spider Scoop as we get this uh, revamped this summer. Uh, second appearance on an NG Media platform. Had you on Know Your Spiders last summer, you know, shortly after you committed to Richmond. Uh, what's going on, man? How's your, uh, how's your summer been? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Um, summer's been a little different, to say the least, but I'm hanging mm-hmm. in there. Um, happy to get back on campus here next week and just doing what I can to stay healthy and get back on the court. Yeah, so I uh, I want to start off, you know, obviously just seeing how you're doing, you know, spending your quarantine. But first, you know, a little bit before this, you posted on Twitter actually your first first dunk since the surgery, man. How good did that feel to go up there? It felt great. Felt super great. Um, I texted my my guy up here from Duke, and I was like, so when can I try? Like, when can I try to dunk? And he was like, go ahead. So I I did it, and it felt great. I mean, I still got a lot of work to do, but baby steps. Feels good to do anything on the court. Yeah. So what so what are you doing right now just, you know, for rehab? Is it kind of strengthening, strengthening, you know, the hips? Is it mobility or for you is it more just at the point where you're trying to get in basketball shape and just getting the feel of it again? Um, a little bit of all that stuff. Definitely still strengthening it a little bit, stretching it. Those are kinda of like mm-hmm. the main things in PT. And then also, yeah, I'm definitely like stamina wise, like out of shape and stuff. So trying to get try, run and get my stamina back and kind of just getting through like basketball movements and stuff like that. Yep. So how you been spending quarantine? Obviously, you know, certain places things are open up, but it looks like you've been putting in some work on the court, other kind of things you're doing to fill the time. Yeah. Um I got one online class right now. It takes a little bit of my time. And then a lot of working out between going to PT, um, doing like some lifting things and then getting in the gym it takes up like a good good amount of my day. And then I mean just laying low. Like I don't mm-hmm. usually – I wouldn't say I'm a huge video game guy, but I've definitely been playing some video games, kind of just doing mm-hmm. whatever to stay busy. Yep. What are you playing? Um, I play 2K, 2K. Yeah. Uh, Call of Duty. Oh, you playing uh, – was it Warzone? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro, I hopped off that ground. You don't play that game for, like, two weeks, and all of a sudden everyone's just, like, killing you on there. You got to commit to that. People are – yeah. I'm not – Isn't Nate, Nate giving you the works on there? I haven't played him yet, but I don't want to. Cause bro, he's scary. I wouldn't want to play with him, bro. Good. He's too good. He's too good. He's too, yeah. So, um, you know, obviously, you obviously sat out last year, you know, between transferring in, you had to sit out a year. And you're also, you also were rehabbing 
um, your hip. So, you know, Blake, before you got there, kind of, you know, did the same thing. He transferred in from Wagner. So he had sat out a year. Nick had set out most of the previous season with, you know, recovering from his torn ACL. Um, how those two guys kind of, you know, guide you and kind of give you advice throughout last year, just in that process, having, you know, those similar experiences. Yeah, it was definitely nice having them too. Um, they kind of just told me to stay patient and it was really, Blake obviously had to sit out just like I do, but he was able to practice and stuff. And he, I love the way he came back with confidence, man. Like, like mm. he had never sat out. And that's kind of what I wanted to do as well. And then Nick, man, his, I feel like was a little more similar to mine because he was literally injured and wasn't really mm. practicing or anything just like I was. So it was great to see how he, he bounced back, man. All of the confidence he showed on the court, especially that first game back, he had mm. like 20 something. And man, I was, I was just super happy for him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it was interesting to hear from him too because, you know, he's such a calm guy. Like, you know, he's not the jitters kind of guy, but I think he said after that game, what he, he dropped like 26 or 29 points in that first game. He's like, that's the only game. I, he was like, I was sweating before the game. He's like, that's the only game that I was like pissing my pants nervous. But yeah, yeah he definitely came back strong. Um, so, yeah, you know, obviously you had a pretty unusual first year between, you know, those things we just talked about, your rehab and you were sitting out. And, you know, of course, obviously Brooklyn, you know, the A-10 tournament gets canceled. We've got the whole COVID-19 madness. Um, probably not the uh, not the uh, first year that you expected at Richmond, was it? No. I mean, as sitting out as tough as that was and all the COVID, all that stuff, man, I still was able to learn a lot. I still was able to grow a lot as a person and mm. meet a lot of new people. I mean, I love my teammates, love my coaches. And... I hate I hate to see how how we went out last year because you know I think we should have been in the tournament winning games but mm. I think that's kind of like more fuel to the fire and hopefully we can use that as like motivation for mm. upcoming games. Can you kind of take me through that moment for you? Obviously, you know I've I've talked to you know Coach Mooney and Nick have kind of told me what it was like in the locker room, but just like in your own head when. You know, you first see uh, who is it? Rudy Gobert obviously gets COVID at first, and then you kind of see these tournaments start to announce no fans, and then you know ultimately it does get canceled, and you have to go home. You know, what's your reaction in that moment? Man, um, it was it was super. Obviously, I didn't go on the trip to Brooklyn with them. Mm -hmm. uh, things started. I think like the Ivy League was one of the first to cancel, and then when the NBA like called the season, I kind of knew in my head, yeah, like, they're gonna cancel the college stuff, and it. Like, I was at – one of my boys played at Pitt last year, and I was at the ACC tournament, like, the first day. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it was all normal. And then, like, the next day, like, blinking my eye, everything shut down. And it sucked yep. so bad. And, like, I felt so bad for my teammates because, man, we were having such a great year. But, I mean, it is what it is. Control you can what you can control. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's so extra tough, too, when you just put it in perspective of, you know, you obviously weren't here for the season before, but just – the way the past two seasons had gone, you know, it was a lot of, you know, just kind of bad, bad energy around the team, you know, and, and to come back the way they did, that obviously hurts a lot. But, um, so ha have you been able to hoop at all with any of your guys during the quarantine or the summer, been able to see anybody or really just kind of been locking it down? Um, you mean like any of my teammates? Yeah. Or, um, we, we keep in dialogue with like our group messages. I don't live, mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't you're, seen, you're in North Carolina right now, right? Yeah, I'm in North Carolina. I haven't really been able to see anybody really, but I mean, mm. I just kind of been working out on my own. Um, yep. I played for like a week, so I literally just started like doing basketball workouts. Mm. But, yeah, like I said, we're getting on campus next week, so it's going to be good to see everybody. Yeah. 
what has the uh the digital off season kind of been like with the uh, zoom meetings and everything um it's been different but it's been nice how they we've been able to just see everybody's faces just mm-hmm. like say what's up check in um we've had like some ex-players talk to us and stuff like that so it's been it's been cool yeah were you on the uh, little dicky zoom i wasn't i wasn't no nah bro i wanted to be on that kyle got that somehow he's not even an athlete and he got in on that it's like you got to send me a link to that bro <laughs> yeah i should yeah. Man, i should have been on that's what i get when i, when I get. <laughs> so who's uh who, who's the one guy on the uh the team zoom meetings i feel like i might know who this is but always come in with a wild background it's always like causing trouble so Sal, Sal, really? Nate, I feel like always got a background too. Uh, see, I would, I would have said Sully. I feel like he's just always like fooling. You know what? Him too. Him too. I yeah. Think. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've talked about your rehabbing, and you know, you just said, you know, you're obviously hyped to get back to campus in a week. You know, be able to play with your guys. Um, you know, especially for for a guy like you, where you're coming into a season with a team that pretty much returns everyone. So everyone's got the chemistry down. They've been playing for a year. You know, for for you to come in for your first year and not have played last year like Blake got to, you weren't you were rehabbing. How huge is it going to be for you to finally, you know, get on the ground running and finally get these reps in, you know, with your guys and get that chemistry down going into this fall? Uh, yeah, it's gonna be huge, and I can't wait. Um, yeah, obviously sitting out, I didn't practice one time, so like I got definitely can't wait to get on the court and play with them. But at the same time, like I was able to watch them a lot, so I know like their strengths and their weaknesses and stuff like that. So that's important. Mm-hmm. But, yeah it's definitely it'll be important you know to gain their trust you know what i'm saying and just i just can't wait can't wait i'm super excited yeah so how do you you know obviously because you know it's it's not your first time coming to a new college you went in Tulane your freshman year um you know how long does it really take um to to kind of build that trust and build that chemistry you know obviously like we said it's different you've been around the team longer than you had been at Tulane but you know, do, what, how long does it take into the season to kind of get that comfort level down where whether it's three games or it takes all of non-conference? Uh, no, I want to say all of non-conference. Um, maybe when I was a freshman, it was a little different. Mm. But I, I don't think – I don't think it would take too long. I mean, really, I feel like I just – I'm an unselfish player and I just play hard, so I feel like they'll respect that. Mm. So when we look at, you know, as you guys are getting ready to head back, obviously, you know, the university's made a lot of, you know, given a lot of guidelines on how to keep you guys safe. You know, they're only bringing a few teams back. They're not bringing everyone back. Um, But we've seen, you know, this summer, and it's different sports. You know, COVID ran through the Clemson football team when they came back to camp. Louisville just shut down, you know, basketball ops for a couple weeks with two positive tests. You know, are you at all nervous to go back to campus given COVID? Or do you feel, you know, pretty safe? You know, what's kind of that mindset? Um, I wouldn't say nervous. Mm. Um, I really, I just really hope like nobody like gets it. Cause then that obviously means we got to like lay low and we can't do anything. I'm yeah. hoping like we can at least get some work in, you know, cause we yeah. haven't been in the gym in so long. Um, but yeah, we'll see. It's been interesting. And like, like you said, as of recently, like teams and colleges have been like getting a lot of cases of it. So I guess we're just going to be fingers crossed. And I mean, I think, I don't know what other universities are like, but I know like from what they said, like Richmond's like got a lot of things down that will help us a lot and hopefully mm. keep us away from it. But we'll see. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of things have they told you? Like, are they going to, you know, whether it's our guys going to only live in singles and not be in doubles, 
you know, maybe like, are you guys not allowed to leave campus at all during camp? Like what kind of things have they said you can and can't? Yeah, we, we are going to be in singles. Uh, mm-hmm. They, yeah, they're not going to want us to, to go home. They kind of just want to keep us there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they're going to have like masks. We got to wear indoors. Um, yep. I don't know the exact details, but I know the school has spent like a lot of money into just like crazy stuff. Like, uh, like so we don't have to use doorknobs like the door is just open by itself or oh, okay this crazy stuff so yeah and i know like there's gonna be it's we're not gonna be able to do like the same thing that we would do like i know um adam said like we're not even gonna be able to use like the high and cold tubs at first and then mm-hmm. when we get there when we first get tested like we're not doing anything until we get the results and then even once we get the results we're like we're gonna start outside we're not even gonna go like in the weight room yet or like in the locker room so it's gonna be yeah it's going to be different. Mm. What do you think about the NBA bubble and what's going on with that? Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see, but I think it's cool. I mean, I, I'm just happy to be able to have something to watch. Um, yeah, right. I mean, I, I didn't always – I always love watching college, and I liked watching NBA, but I didn't love it. But, like, I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to be tuning in to, like, these games because nothing's been on for so long. So, I'll definitely be tuned in. I'm happy. I'm happy they'll be playing. Yeah, I mean, as long as everything goes smoothly, bro. I mean, we're going to be getting basketball basically from, like, noon to 10 at night for basically a month straight. I think it's going to be pretty wild. But it I, I, it's it's really interesting with that because they, they keep calling it a bubble, but it's really not because I think they have employees who are coming in and out of the bubble and can go home mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's really just the players, which is, which is interesting. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it'll be it'll be weird to follow because I think a lot of it's on the players is how much they hold themselves accountable to, to kind of stay on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you look at this team, you know, going into next year with, you know, presumably whether you want to call it a shortened or, or limited off season in some capacity, either way, we know it's different than a normal off season. You know, how is this team, the way this roster is, the way you guys have been together for a while, you know, how do you think you guys are more prepared to handle, you know, a, a limited or shortened off season than another team? Um, definitely experience. That's the first mm-hmm. thing by far. I mean, I've only had one year, but everyone like our, like we have what we'll have like three fifth years, um, couple of seniors. Like we're gonna have all the experience in the world, and then the chemistry is already, I mean, already there. I'm me and a couple of freshmen, the only like incoming people. But since we return everybody, that's like super strong. That's you don't see that a lot. You don't see that a lot mm-hmm. in college. So I think we're ahead of schedule. Like we're in a good spot right now. Yeah, yeah. How how deep is this team going to be this year? Like you said, it's pretty experienced, and then you guys are already adding, you know, yourself and, and three freshmen. Yeah, we'll be super deep, and that's that's good because all the teams that make it deep in turn, they got to be deep. They got to have people coming off the bench, bringing like that starter mentality and that energy. And I think we'll have a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so you know, as as we look at you know the different scenarios that are being tossed around right now with this upcoming season, you know, as of now the season's on. It's a full season. Um, you know, we've seen some people talk about a, a non-conference or a conference-only schedule. We've seen people want to push it back to January and do the full thing and just push into the spring. Uh, we've seen people say, you know, limit travel and only play local schools. You know, just as a player and when you think about it logistically and from a competitive standpoint. You know, how do you think about these different ideas tossed around? Do you see any that you're like, this could really work or this couldn't? Goodness. Well, all of it makes me sick, to be honest, because yeah. like, not a whole year. But in a perfect – if they had to push our season back a little bit, mm-hmm. I would, that would be cool. Like, I, I don't 
want to just play conference. Like, I want to go to Lexington and beat yeah. Kentucky. I want to go to Cincinnati and those places. And I want to mm. play as many games we can. But, I mean, it it's not in my hands. But, mm. I don't know. I get, we still got a little ways till then. And yeah. if I'm a football player, I'll be, like, way more worried right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think that's the interesting thing with college basketball. It's like you said, a there's a lot more time between now and college basketball than there is with football, and you know between the TBT tournament happening, the NBA bubbles happening right now, and like you said, college football. There's going to be a lot of and, and baseball is coming back. You know, there's going to be a lot of examples I think for them to look at and be able to have a chance to figure it out. Like a lot of these sports mm-hmm. now are kind of being the first ones to attack it. So I think that's definitely an advantage but you know like you said too I think one thing I talked about with Austin on our last episode is that I really hope you guys get that non-conference because this you know should you guys play non-conference you have a huge advantage if there's no fans in the arenas this year because you're our people are already picking you guys to be Kentucky because that's a young team now imagine you go into Lex I know you want to play with the crowd there like I know you get that you want that energy but I'm just saying if you're basically playing in Lexington essentially on a neutral court with no fans you know, that only helps you guys out even more, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that knockout oh. is super, super important as well if we look towards, like, the NCAA tournament and that type of stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how you how you weigh the different resumes and conference against conference. Because we had, like, last year where they basically sent 85 Big Ten teams to the uh, NCAA tournament because of that bias, bias for the uh, Power Five team. So, yeah. you know, when you don't get that non-conference play, there's not really any way to gauge it. Um, so yeah, that'd definitely be interesting. Um, but yeah, what do, what do you think about potentially playing in front of no fans? Like, you know, we've seen some people, I think the NBA bubble said maybe they'd pump in 2k noise, but I, as a fan, as a guy who's just watching, I think it's cool to be able to hear you guys on the court, you know, saying stuff and just kind of the sounds of the game. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was suck. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like it's, it definitely won't even be the same, but at the same time, if if I were to play with no fans or not play at all, I'm definitely would rather play with fans. Like, I want to play. At the end of the day, I want to play. So if they don't want fans in there. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. Would you rather? So like, what the NBA is talking about doing? Like, if you're out there, would you rather it be quiet or would you rather them pump in like fake crowd noise? I don't know. I have no idea. I'd have to. I don't even know what that would like sound like really. Yeah. I'd have to. I'd have to try it out. I have no idea. I might be able to it's, – it's funny, like, a lot of times during games, I remember my freshman year, like, my coach would be yelling at me. I can't even hear what he's saying. So, mm-hmm. it might be interesting to really, like, actually hear what the coach is saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? For real. Yeah, if I'm the NBA, like, you got to understand it, though, because you don't want Melo getting a rebound and, like, you know, telling everyone to fuck out of here on national TV. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think they want that too much. Yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know. There's, there's a little profanity on the court. We know. No, one, no one's lying about that. Um, so we, we looked back at last year, you know, obviously, you know, I don't want to load this with negatives because last year was really a great year, even with the way it ended, you know, there was a lot of big moments. You guys had that, you know, huge win against Wisconsin. You opened the season with, you know, nail biting overtime wins against St. Francis Vanderbilt, dominate VCU at home, beat URI on the road. Um, what, what was one moment for you? You look back, there's a lot to pick from. What was there one that was really stood out to you as kind of like a special moment last season? Yeah, there was a couple. Definitely. Definitely that first game against mm-hmm. St. Francis, I think, showed a lot about our team. And that was super fun to watch how we came back like that, especially first game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the VCL home, that was super fun, man. That was super fun. Mm-hmm. We, we killed them. And the crowd was good. So those two probably stood out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Um, you know, what, what, when you look back at last year and everything that happened, you know, obviously remember the way it ended, but like we said, you know, there were so many big moments in between. It was, you know, when you look back, it is still a great, you know, successful season. How do you think, whether it's next year and five years, how are you going to remember the 2019, 2020 season? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, this, this past year is something I'll never forget. Obviously mm -hmm. just what I've been through and it was also good just to, just to be there and see see how successful we were and see how those older guys led and how close we were on and off the court. Definitely people, even when they graduate, I'll still stay in touch with for sure. Um, so it was good for me to see that and learn from them, see how they led the team because soon that will be me. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of talk about some of those different – because I think you guys have like a lot of – there are a few leaders on that team, I think very different styles. Like I'd say – Grant, Blake, and Gilly are all leaders on the court, but, I, you know, the three of them definitely lead in a very different way from each other. Like, I'd say, you know, Blake kind of lets it – like, it lets his play show him he's aggressive, but he, maybe Gilly's a little bit louder. Can you kind of talk about that? Yeah. I mean, Gilly, Gilly's a great point guard, great floor mm -hmm. general, and he – I think he's a mixture between leading how he plays and how, like, how he carries himself off the court, um, mm -hmm. which is super important as a point guard. And I think Grant, would, I would say, is more vocal more vocal mm -hmm. on and off the court. And then, like you said, Blake, Blake is more a leader of kind of just how, how hard he plays on the court. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I picked up from Blake. I think I interviewed him last year, and he's kind of kind of a quiet, mellow guy. And then I actually saw him get out on the court. Like, the minute he played, it was like – he was just like a different guy. I love that about him. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's some of the best guys, though. When you're quiet like that, you're like, oh, no, they got something bottled up. Like, that's how you know those guys got energy. Um, so, you know, last year, you know, excited to get out on the court this year, but, you know, sitting on the bench, you're, you, you're kind of a bench mob guy. You're pretty hyped on the bench over there, getting some of the, uh, Monmouth bench mob action going. So, uh, you know, you know, Nick, when Nick was hurt, you know, Nick was a good celebrator. He's, he's kind of a mellow guy. Like, you were kind of out there. Um, so when you're on the court this year, who are you passing that, uh, that passing that torch to? Who are you, uh, anointing as the, uh, the bench mob guy? Uh, I don't, I don't. I don't know. All like all the walk. I feel like Sully's got the energy for it. Yeah, Sully's got the energy. Gabe is a sleeper. Gabe got energy. Yeah. Over. And then Jay and Adam are crazy <laughs> over there. So we got yeah. a, we a few. We got a few people over there. But yeah, yeah. I definitely love love being hype and loud over there on the sideline, just cheering them on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you know, when you you know this team returns a lot of talent, you know, we've, we've kind of ran through it. Um, but it also, it also brings in some new guys, you know, you, of course, the three freshmen coming in, you know, what, what are you guys as a team looking to build on from last year that you did well? And, you know, what kind of new things could we see out of this team? Um, more depth. I think, I think we're going to build on just the chemistry we had. Mm. Um, let's see what else. Really? I mean, I guess just getting the freshmen like on the same level as we were and just letting them learn, being patient with them. Obviously me, me as well included. Yeah. Um, what was the other part of the question? Just like what you guys are building on, what you're, what you're trying to improve next year, new stuff you're bringing to the table, building on old stuff. Yeah, def definitely. I think last year we got better defensively. I think we need to keep pushing that and keep working on defense because, I mean, that yeah. made a big impact on this, this past season. Yep. Yeah. So one guy I'm definitely excited to see this year is, you know, you know, Tyler Burton, obviously we saw last year was 
kind of a breakout freshman. And I think, I think the exciting thing about him wasn't just the kind of that he's a good player, but kind of a different player than Richmond's had, you know, he's a, a guy at six, seven, that kind of length, similar to yourself, you know, a longer kind of guard forward that could shoot the ball from outside, you know, like a Nate KO build, but can play a little bit more on the outside. Um, we saw it in flashes. Like he wasn't starting, he wasn't getting 20, 25 minutes a game, but we saw those few games like against George Mason really, really, really breaks out. Um, do you kind of see this being a year for, for a guy like that where he picks it up and kind of gets it consistently? Could this be a big breakout year for him? Yeah, I can definitely see Tyler making a huge step. Um, mm. Super athletic, is great rebounding and plays hard. Um, had a great freshman year, so I definitely think he'll make a big step. Big step. Yeah. Year. What kind of energy is that bearing on the court when you see, you know, one of those alley-oops or pins, pins the ball off the backboard in the block? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Mm. I was – Right when I got off crutches, I wasn't even supposed to jump. I was hopping up on accident. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he, he's obviously athletic and exciting to watch. But you got some bunnies, too. We saw a video on Twitter uh, earlier today. What you bring on the table this year? Um, I definitely say I got some sleep, sleep rebounds. Um, mm. I, I just want to – I just love having fun out there. I play with a lot of confidence and a lot of energy. I, I – We'll do kind of just whatever, whatever it takes. Mm. Uh, I think one thing I want to improve on the most is my rebounding. But mm. I think you'll definitely see someone who's just having fun out there um, and playing really hard. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, obviously, when you know you came on the Know Your Spiders last year, we kind of talked. I know you were trying to improve your defense coming into college. And you said, you know, by the end of your freshman year, you went from wanting to improve it to feeling like you could take pride in that. Um, you know, when you look back, you know, how, do, how does 2020, 2021 Connor Crabtree compare to the player you were as a freshman, whether it's maturity or skills on the court? You know, what, what, what have you seen in terms of your own growth? Um, I think mentally I'm on another level. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, just even one year of experience in college, I think helps out a ton. Like yeah. college is so different than, than high school. So just having that one year of experience, I think is going to help me out a ton. Um, Basketball-wise, I'm not planning on being better than I was. A lot of people don't know, like, my freshman year, I was playing through a lot of pain. Like, Mm -hmm. my labrums were literally torn, and, like, I would have to sell myself out of the game. So I feel like I'm going to be more healthy, and therefore I'm going to be better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So uh, so to wrap it up, um, you know, I'm sure you're not involved in this, but, uh, you know, sports betting is getting legalized across the country. I think it got legalized (laughs) in Virginia. So uh, I'm I'm not gonna get you in trouble or anything with the NCAA. Don't worry. Um, you know we're gonna every now and again we'll do a we'll do a little segment called over unders. So I'm gonna pitch you a couple of over unders and uh, you're you're gonna make a bet for me, all right? All right. All right. So first one, you know, last year, you know, Grant Grant's got the flow going. We've seen a lot of different hairstyles. He's done the headband and the flow. We've seen the man bun. So I'm gonna say two and a half different hairstyles that Grant wears in a game this year. You taking the over? You taking the under? And tell me which which one's your favorite look for him too. Mm, I'm gonna go under. I feel like he under. stays pretty consistent. Mm. Uh, I like when he just puts it up with a little headband. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. So next one. What's yeah, up? I think he's gonna change it up too much. Nah. Say so yeah, stick with what works. He's had some success with it. Yeah. So, uh, so next up, you know, we talked about our, our bench mob guys got the energy. Uh, one of one of our program's personal favorites, Gabe Arizon. I'm gonna put Gabe's three pointers on the year at two and a half. Does Gabe over or under Gabe hits two and a half threes this year? Over. 
Over? Yeah. All right. All right, last last one. Talked a little bit about your bounce. Got some bunnies. You're playing healthy this year. How many bodies does Connor Crabtree catch? Three and a half. Over under. Three and a half. And are there any teams you most want to catch a body on? I'm gonna go over. And Kentucky. over. You want to catch them on Kentucky? Or catch one of one of dudes. All right, cool. Connor, appreciate it, man. Appreciate your time as always. You know, good luck on the rehab. Can't wait to see you guys getting back to campus. Hoping everyone stays healthy and, uh, you know, nothing but the best for the season. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, for sure, bro. Maybe one day I'm going to stand for something. I'm thanking God that he made you part of the plan. I guess I ain't go through all that hell for nothing. I'm always fucking up and wrecking shit. It seems like I perfected it. I offer you my love. I hope you take it like some matters. Tell me ain't nobody better than me. I think that there's better than me. Hope you see the better in me. Always end up better in me. I don't wanna ruin this one. This type of love don't always come and go. I don't wanna ruin this one. This type of love don't always come and go. drugs then you hold me close then i tell you how you make me whole sometimes i feel you like being alone then you tell me that i should have stayed in the room yes i got it all wrong all along my fault my mistakes probably wipe all the rights i've done saying goodbye to bygones those are bygones head up baby stay strong we gonna live long i don't want to ruin this one this type of love don't Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.